You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 16, The Fall Checklist. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about your fall checklist. Steve, what is a fall checklist and why do people need it? In the area that we live in, uh, this checklist is, it can apply to any areas geographically, but mainly for, for areas like Wyoming that freeze. And now that we're coming into fall, it's a great time to check things around the home, do some minor maintenance, stuff that could probably cost you a bunch of money down the road if pipes freeze or you have a drafty window or door. So the fall before it gets really cold is a great time to uh, just kind of take a gander around the exterior of the home and then check, you know, areas like the crawl space or attic and stuff like that. So it's just something that you should do just to make sure that you're you're protecting your largest investment, which is your home. So when you say fall, are we talking that people should do this September, October? What, what time frame? So if you live up in, let's say, Alaska and, and fall, and actually where we live too, we live at a fairly high elevation, but fall to us comes and goes fairly quickly. So you pretty much have September uh, for people like us. There's you know, places like Utah, Colorado, northern Nevada, Midwest, that fall really goes till probably November. So depending on where you live, you, you know when fall obviously ends and winter starts. And as far as uh, the technical term of when winter starts, that's not what I'm talking. I'm saying before snow flies. So here in Wyoming, I'd be doing all this in September. 
it might not be a bad idea, uh, you know, if you're in the Midwest to, to wait till the middle of October, but good timeline for me is not long, especially where we live, not long after Labor Day, you need to start doing this kind of stuff. So, so for the most part, I'd say September for part of October is when you should have it all wrapped up. And, and some of the things that we'll go over and, and it's stuff that I cover on my Facebook posts, a lot of times, People can remember like your spring checklist. That's when daylight savings time happens, which around here it's still winter because that's in March. Uh, and then when daylight savings happens in the fall, which is typically October, that those are good times to remember to do things of some of the stuff on the interior of your home that we're going to go over. Okay. And so talk to us a little bit about the fall checklist itself. You said there's exterior and there's interior. Explain a little bit about what's on the checklist. So on the exterior, uh, and I'm not going to go over everything. Uh, the whole point of this is to obviously give you some bits and pieces. You can sign up for it. If you go to our website, there's an email list that you'll actually receive the full, the full list. But on the exterior, the main things you want to focus on on the exterior is crawl up on your roof. I know a lot of people don't like to do it, but Get up on your roof, make sure there's no shingles missing, there's no trees that might fall over on it or tree branches that are already in it. Check your gutters. Uh, as far as down on the ground level, make sure your grading and drainage is good, which if it's done properly, you shouldn't even have to, it's not something you really have to maintain if you have proper grading and drainage. Uh, one of the biggest things though, especially where it freezes, unhook your hose bibs from, from the spigots that are on the home. Or if you live out in the country and you have spigots out like we do. Out in the so, so I'm going to ask you a question because not everybody knows what a hose bib is and not everybody knows what a spigot is. Okay. So could you define so, those? So the, what I call a spigot is uh, the actual where the water comes out. Uh, a horse's head like out in the pasture. Um, if you don't have, you know, if you water your horses, that's a horse's head. But I still call it a spigot. Hose bib, it's the same thing, I guess, to me. But the hose bib to me is what, on a normal home, is the water faucet on the outside. So, okay. so that, and, and that's a great question because stuff like the horse's heads that we have out in the pasture, those aren't attached to a home. And, and a lot of people don't understand this, but they, they go, well, how do those not freeze? Well, those are designed to the, the piping itself. Where, where the 90 is for the water line is like four to six feet underground, depending on what your frost level is. And they're designed so when you close that lever at the top to turn it on, what it does is all the water in that pipe drains to the bottom. And so when you install a horse's head, and the reason I'm covering this is nobody really understands it if you've never done it. When you actually install that horse's head out in the middle of your pasture, your fence, you actually put it in gravel so that the water that's in the pipe itself, it self-drains actually. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have any concerns with that freezing up. Now on your home, um, for the most part nowadays, these are all frost-free spigots. Um, and if they're not, I still recommend if they are even, uh, you, you can buy a piece of uh, styrofoam uh, it's just a little cover you can buy from Home Depot or any hardware store. After you unhook the hose, you just put that on there and it keeps it insulated. Also, speaking of outdoor stuff, uh, sprinklers, 
Make sure you have those blown out properly. If you have any valves that go to any outside fixtures, make sure you close those. And what does it mean to blow out the sprinklers? Uh, if you have, and sometimes it's easier. Uh, if you have landscape companies typically do it, but they come in with a big air compressor and they hook it to your airlines. They close the water valve off, then hook the airline to on the it would be on the uh, sprinkler side of the valve. So there's no water coming in. They they hook that up and then they turn it turn the air on, and then they go to the sprinkler timer box and they open each zone and they blow air through it till there's no more water coming out. So and the reasoning behind that is you don't want water to be in there in the winter because it will freeze, right? Correct, okay. and it'll burst your pipes. So okay, pipes. most people with sprinkler systems know that. Okay. Uh, if you don't, you should know that. Uh, depending on what it costs, I think last time I checked, it was. 80 or $90, but I always did it myself just because that's how I like to operate. But, uh, but yeah, that's stuff you need to check on the outside. Another thing I touched on a little bit is like, look at your doors and your windows and you should know this, you know, in the previous winter, as far as windows, if you fill a draft, don't seal it from the inside, seal it from the outside. I cover that in my books. The reason why you want to seal it from the outside is because if you seal anything with silicone on the interior, water can still get in and stay in that wall cavity. So check your windows and make sure the silicone, especially at the top of the window on the exterior of the home, make sure the top of the the window's got silicone. Obviously, I would do it all around it. As far as your doors, entry doors, like your front door, your back door, you can stand on the inside and see if there's daylight coming through that front door. Uh, There's weather stripping you can buy to put in there. And the reason, whole reason behind that, obviously, so that... uh, you're not having increased energy costs because cold air is blowing in. So as far as the exterior, it's not a whole lot, but that's that's what I'd focus on on the exterior. And then in terms of the interior, what does the fall checklist entail? So one of the most important things, and, and we do on Facebook posts also, we do reminders like daylight savings time. For safety you want to go over safety things such as smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. That's always a good time to change the batteries. And I personally, I'm not the best at doing it. We wait till one's chirping and it takes forever to find it. And then, yeah, you know the story there. But you should change them out every six months. Uh, You should test them. When you test them, there is a test button on the detector itself. That's actually not the proper way to do it. I'm not sure why the manufacturers even have that on there. The reason why is it's not the proper way to do it is you're pushing a button, you're overriding the sensor, so you're making the alarm go off, if that makes sense. So the best way to do it is, obviously when I was doing inspections and I still have it, uh, we use liquid smoke. So it's just a spray can, you spray right in front of the sensor, check it, make sure it works. You can also, for those of you out there that obviously don't have liquid smoke because you have no reason to have it, you can just get a match and light a match right below the smoke detector and let the smoke let it smoke enough to make sure it goes off. Other interior things that are crucial that I would check is make sure that, and it's best to hire a professional unless you really know what you're doing, but bring in an HVAC company. If you have a HVAC system, so your furnace, have them come in and, and maintenance, do the maintenance on it. They'll vacuum it out. They'll make sure everything's working properly, change the filters, Having them do it's a better way. Just 
They have what's called a sniffer. It's a combustible gas detector. They can make sure there's no gas leaks or anything like that. So uh, the other things that you should be looking at, and you should be looking at this all the time, but mainly like check the walls and, and ceilings with a flashlight. Make sure there's not new water stains. Once again, I talk about this all the time. Keep a diary of your home. You can say, well, in in the office in the southeast corner there wasn't a water stain and now there is one well make sure you know you're checking for that and if there is water stain obviously you go up on your roof to figure out why it's there uh some of the other things you can you need to be checking and keep a diary of is cracking in the sheetrock uh crack by certification standards for as a home inspector Anything smaller than an eighth of an inch, we classify as common curing and settling cracks, meaning it's not that big a deal. Um, cracks do come and go. A lot of people will notice this, especially with their doors inside their homes. When it's cold out, obviously the wood doesn't have as much humidity in it, so that door won't rub. When it's warm in the summer, sometimes that door rubs. And that just has to do with humidity. And then cracking, it just has to do with the freeze-thaw effect. So... Check your cracks. Make sure that you uh, have a diary of them. You can try to patch them, but for the most part, they come and go. Um, but if, if something does seem to be getting worse, like cracking, you need to go out and make sure, once again, look at the roof adjacent to it or the grading and drainage and make sure something's not causing it. So in, now people can go to cnccontractorservices.com and they can download the full checklist. Do you suggest that they print this out, they put it on a clipboard, they get a flashlight and they, you know, what do they need to just actually do this once they download the, the checklist? Well, the best thing, like you just said, the best thing to do is just print it off. It's a PDF document. The way it's written, um, it's not written like you're going through and doing a checklist, but you can print it off and put your notes and everything that I have, you know, go over all that stuff. You know, there's, I mean, there's things that we didn't cover that's obviously in the checklist that are very important. So, yeah, just write everything down at the top of the page, right? Write the date you did it and year. That way, next year when you do it, you keep track of this. Just get a folder, manila folder, and put it in your filing cabinet, but do this every spring and every fall. And, you know, that could, in in one way or the other, work as your diary, for your home but yeah you just just print it off and big thing is is have the date on there and and take notes on everything if you have to use the back and draw pictures or whatever but but do keep track i mean it's something as i said earlier your home is your largest investment that you're probably ever going to make and this simple checklist might take you just depending i guess on how quick you are you could go through this entire checklist and be done in an hour. So that hour might save you hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars down the road. Absolutely. Well, there you have it from the pro himself. We will catch you on the next episode of the toxic mold podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.